All right, biohackers, who doesn't love a yummy, creamy whey protein shake? Oh, it is such a treat. And I really love it as a meal replacement, post-workout recovery, maybe even a midday snack. So this is why I have to tell you about Puri Protein Powder. I absolutely love the bourbon vanilla flavor and the chocolate, but I think I got to go with the, the vanilla as my favorite. So it's smooth, it's delicious. And you know what else? It's pretty awesome that the flavors come from real natural ingredients like the bourbon vanilla seeds from Madagascar. And let's talk about quality because there's a lot of junk whey protein on the market that I would not recommend. So the Puree whey protein, it comes from pasture-raised cow's milk with no hormones, no GMOs, and no pesticides. This is because Puree's mission has always been to be the best at offering pure, clean, and superior products that, that support health and well-being. And what I think truly sets them apart is that they are fully transparent with their product testing. Every batch is third-party tested against more than 200 contaminants and certified clean by the Clean Label Projects. Not all brands can say this. Plus, each product contains a QR code so you can personally scan it and review the test results at home. I know you're excited to try it out. So what you're going to do is head on over to puri.com slash biohackerbabes. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash biohackerbabes. And then make sure you use promo code biohackerbabes at checkout to save 20%. All right, let's get back to the show. We're digging deep and asking the questions we need to ask. Years of stress and not just emotional. I was depleting my body. I was malnourished. I'm working out like crazy. I'm eating all these healthy foods. How could I not be well? We have to get back to the basics. We can change the way our genes are expressed. Anyone that wants to improve their health or upgrade their health, they should be biohacking. My name is Renee. And I'm Lauren. We are the Biohacker Babes. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. The Biohacker Babes podcast aims to create insight into the body's natural healing abilities strengthen your intuition, and empower you with techniques and modalities to optimize your health and wellness. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 30 of the Biohacker Babes. I am Lauren. I'm here with my sister, Renee. We are continuing our conversation on brain health this month. And today we are talking about nootropics. Nootropics are a form of smart drugs. We'll get into exactly what that means later, but more specifically, a class of dietary supplements, nutrients, and non-toxic substances that enhance cognitive function. On the show today, we have two incredible guests, Dan Freed and Adam Greenfeld, the co-founders of Find My Formula. It's an awesome nootropics brand that we want to introduce to you, and we'll let you explain everything that they need to know about it, Adam and Dan. If you haven't heard of nootropics, we hope that we can answer all of your questions and share the multitude of benefits that these supplements can provide to you. So thank you for joining us, Dan and Adam. It is so good to be here. 
Thank Welcome. Thanks. So just a little bit about these guys. I'm going to read you their bios. Do you have some background? Dan Freed is the co-founder of Find My Formula, the world's first personalized nootropics brand. At age 16, Dan dropped out of high school. For the next 12 years, he would travel the world as a chef, eventually working at a three-star Michelin restaurant in France. At 28, deciding he wanted to do something more, he used nootropics to get a dual master's degree from both INSEED and Yale, where he studied cognitive science and public health, all without ever having a high school or undergrad diploma. He has now committed himself to sharing nootropics with the world. Dan lives in lower Manhattan, loves dogs and ice baths. <laughs> I love that. That is a great bio. Got to wrap it up. I wrote that for Dan. Oh, nice. Amazing. <laughs> great. great. And then Adam. Adam Greenfeld is also co-founder of Find My Formula. Adam grew up an athlete and devout student of human performance. Ten years ago, he found the biohacking self-quantification movement and became a self-proclaimed human guinea pig. He spent the early part of his career in the front office of the Brooklyn Nets NBA team and since has founded several startups. He lives in Manhattan and when not building formula, you can find him at his local CrossFit box or planning his next backpacking trip. Awesome. You guys sound like an amazing team. So glad to have you guys here. Yeah. Kick it off. Dan or Adam, tell us what yeah, we need to know. Good. Yeah, so I, I can go into a little bit about how I found nootropics and the benefits that they've given me. So for as long as I can remember, I've had trouble focusing and retaining information. Um, in school, I, I would have some times where I would do well and, and a lot of times where I would struggle. And when I was 16, I was failing all of my classes. Uh, so I just dropped out of school. Um, I got a job making sandwiches at Subway and I worked in fast food for a couple of years. And it was, I remember that time, it was just, I was miserable. You know, I, I, it seemed like no matter how hard I tried, I always had these goals and I had this motivation to do more, but I just fell into the same routines and I didn't have perspective to kind of like see what was possible. Uh, and the academic environment, just my, my brain couldn't function well in that, that type of structure, especially at that age. Uh, so... Through a couple of lucky breaks, uh, I ended up uh, becoming a chef. Um, really lucky breaks, like just running into, I, I never went to culinary school. And I had a couple great mentors uh, and the type of work and focus needed to become a chef is very different um, than what you need in academia. Uh, so I spent uh, my twenties traveling around the world. Uh, I got to live you know, all over Asia, Europe, South America. I worked on cruise ships. Uh, I was fortunate enough to work in a Michelin three-star restaurant in France uh, and then work in some, some large hotel chains. Uh, and in my late 20s, I was really successful. Uh, I was managing a large staff of people uh, working on a cruise ship and I kind of hated it. It was, uh, it was what I had worked towards but I was no longer cooking uh, because at that level, you know, you're managing like more than 50 people. It's about scheduling. It's about, you know, sometimes I would write the recipes, but very rarely would I actually get to cook, which was what I was passionate about in the beginning of, of being a chef. Uh, so I decided to go back to school. And at that point, I looked at a bunch of different options and there was really almost nothing that looked good to me. So I had no high school diploma, no college degree no culinary degree, uh, 
I was making a lot of money and, you know, I talked to people, they're like, yeah, go, go to community college. And it just didn't make sense. Like, I'm going to get out a couple years later and get a job making less money. Uh, and it wasn't that exciting to me. Uh, so I decided to try to get an MBA and just go directly into a master's degree without having to go through high school or college. And I started just talking to schools, uh, calling them up and, and seeing which ones would be open to something like that. And I found one in the UK. Uh, and they basically said, listen, you know, based off of your resume and what you're doing, we would be willing to accept you, but you have to prove that you can actually do well academically. Uh, and to do that, I needed to score in the 80th percentile of the GMAT, which is the entrance exam for, for the MBA program. So I started studying. I, it had been more than 10 years since I had like opened a book and actually tried to study for a test. And the same problems came back uh, from when I was a, a kid. I couldn't focus. I couldn't retain information. Uh, I can remember, you know, the first time I tried to take a practice test, I got through like 10 questions uh, and I, I just couldn't go on. So in, in desperation, I started turning to different biohacking techniques, which, you know, I had already done as a chef. Uh, I, I had taken some nootropics. Uh, I had definitely overdosed on energy drinks, uh, working long hours. Um, and I knew some basic biohacks. Um, but this is when, you know, I, I wanted to change my life and I was willing to kind of like experiment and do anything. So I, I started different gym routines. I changed my diet. And one of the things that I found was nootropics. Uh, like really dove in and tried everything. Pretty quickly, I found something that worked. And it was almost like a light switch going on. It was, you know, my, it, it didn't make me smarter. And what I found is most people, their limitations aren't their intelligence. Uh, but it made it so that I could sit there and I could read for an hour and comprehend everything that I just read. That I could study something once. And after that, I, it just kind of clicked. And it was such a impactful change uh, that within a, a really short amount of time, I was able to, to take the GMAT. I scored in the 99th percentile, uh, which wow. was something, oh yeah, it was far beyond anything that, that I, I even thought was possible. And from there, uh, that, that basically changed my life. I was able to go to uh, INSEAD, uh, which is one of the best MBA programs in the world. Uh, it's in Singapore and France and school was completely different this time. I wanted to be there. I was good at it. Something that I, I, I had never had that experience academically where, you know, I just, I understood things. It was still a struggle. It was still really hard. My classmates were smart, you know, they grade on a curve. Um, but I loved it and I did well. And from there, uh, I went to was offered a partial scholarship to go to Yale uh, to do another master's degree where I got to study more of the science side of things. So it was a year to basically indulge in my academic uh, intellectual curiosity and study anything I wanted. For the most part, I, I studied mostly cognitive science and public health uh, and really got into why these nootropics and why all these different behavioral changes uh, were so impactful and how I could maximize the results from them. That's really incredible because it sounds like before you even discovered nootropics, there was sort of no limit. You just saw an opportunity and said, if there's a will, there's a way. Is that correct? And then can you explain how you found out about nootropics? Like, how did you decide that that was the thing to take a chance on? Is it well, so, a person in your life that convinced you or just research? 
Well, when I was a chef, I worked long hours. So at that time, I was used to like the caffeine supplements, uh, going down to like GNC, um, basically anything that I could do to not be so tired. And so I kind of like knew a little bit about the supplement world and then exploring things like when I was studying for the test, I was on all these different sites of how do you score well on a test? Um, and I tried like everything they said from, you know, fasting and um, different study routines and nootropics was one of those things. So I was like deep into Reddit and on all of these different forums. And I look at it where I just got lucky that I got great results so fast because there's, you know, hundreds of things that you could technically classify as nootropics and it's very difficult knowing where to start. And I just kind of got lucky that where I started was pr a pretty good place and it, it had this huge impact on me. Amazing. And Adam, you had a similar experience. You kind of came upon them and suddenly your, your career and business changed, correct? <laughs> I think once you figure out, once someone's open to trying nootropics and can figure out what works for them, the vast majority of the people that we speak with, it kind of is this eureka moment this moment where you're like wow i didn't i had no idea my brain could work this good i had no idea i could be in so much control i had no idea i could focus for eight hours straight i had no idea like listen i spent all of my 20s in a corporate job in a huge company and the amount of days where i would like come to and be like oh my god is it five o'clock already like what happened today like did I, was I on Facebook all day? Was I in Instagram holes? Was I right? Like, what was I doing? Cause, cause I know I was, I know I was busy, right? Cause I got a lot of screen time. But yeah, like, you sat at your desk, but what happened? Yeah. I was like at my desk and I wasn't like talking to people, but what was I doing? And that would happen like month after month, year after year. And that would like for someone who's been, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, highly competitive, highly motivated, like like high achiever like expecting incredible things about from myself my entire life since i was like five years old i felt very out of control with these days where i would again just like i said you come to it's five o'clock where did the day go and so when i knew when those days stopped happening when i was present and locked in and productive all day long that's when i knew that nootropics worked for me so like the, listen, the exact example was I was the COO of a startup, a job that I was vastly underqualified for, but because I have great friends, I got a great opportunity and I was letting a lot of people down. I had these incredibly long to-do lists. I was working on a million different projects at the same time and I wasn't getting any results. And so called in a friend who was serial startup entrepreneur and I said, in desperation, I was like, listen, I need help. Look at what I'm doing. Dissect my day-to-day. -day. Like, what is wrong? And what he came back with was that, listen, your processes are not wrong. The problem is you can't stay focused long enough to complete any one task. And you're just toggling between distraction to distraction, getting a lot of things started, but not completing anything. And he gave me a nootropic. And this, I got even luckier because the stack that he had given me worked for my biology, which is very rare. It's really hard in the nootropic space to easily find what works for your biology. Everyone's brains are different. What Dan likes 
and what what works for Dan and what works for me are completely different. Yet we're, you know, similar ethnic background. We're the exact same age. We're the same height. We live in the same place. We do the same thing every day. And so what other intervention protocol product can friends not really like share, right? Because everything's so different. And I know Lauren, like what works for you and what works for me is probably different. Um, yeah, I think we had that conversation when we met, we were talking about sleep supplements and you said, this works for me. And I was like, that does not work for me. Crazy. It's so personal. Yeah. That's all, that's the entire supplement industry. So I'm excited and, and, for you guys to get into how this differs. Yeah, um, I mean, we, we can, we can kind of go there. It, it, was, it was Dan's research that he structured initially when he was at Yale with some of his classmates and professors. Why don't you get into kind of the, the trial and how we started it? Yeah, so one of the things with nootropics, there's, there's very little information out there on um, studies on what they do in uh, healthy people. So a lot of the clinical data is, uh, they're well studied, but a lot of the ingredients, specifically the ones that we use, uh, were developed for Alzheimer and dementia patients. And they have tons of research that shows they can enhance cognition uh, in people that are suffering from a cognitive deficit due to a neurodegenerative disease. There's very little info on what happens if you're young and healthy and take them. Uh, what we found is it gives you a boost. Um, so what we did was we structured something that's very similar to a clinical trial where uh, you have techniques on kind of mitigating the placebo effect. Uh, so semi-blind, basically not telling somebody what they're taking when they're taking it to see if it works, uh, having placebos in there to see if when they take a sugar pill do they report similar things. And we conducted these trials on kind of like a, a small group of beta testers to see like, hey, does this actually move the needle? Uh, if I take this, and we tracked everything. So in the very beginning, I tracked down to like my typing speed, how long I was on different apps, how much screen time I used on my phone, how many emails I sent, all these productivity trackers, and just like my overall subjective feelings. Uh, and it was really clear after that, that small trial that, hey, some of these ingredients are having an impact on my metrics and my productivity. And what's impacting me is different than what's impacting a couple of my friends. Uh, and then we kind of like scaled that up to, in the beginning of the company, we sold these trial kits where in the first month, somebody would buy like a sample kit of a bunch of different nootropics and every day they would try a different one and then they would record how they felt. So they would take a pack of nootropics in the morning. They would say, wow, like my energy levels are amazing or I have a headache or you know, I feel absolutely nothing. And we did this for more than a hundred ingredients with thousands of people. And we kind of like narrowed down what works. And then we started using basic data science techniques to say, hey, you know, for women between the ages of 25 and 35 who are looking for these top three goals and, you know, have these habits, which nootropics did they like the best? And we just made a cluster and we said, hey, these are the first three things that somebody in that use case should try. And that's kind of like what we do now is uh, somebody will go to our website, they'll answer some questions, and then we compare their results to our data set 
uh, and you can see in real time, you know, we say we're analyzing this many million data points. We found, we tell you how many people we've tested on that are similar to you uh, and why we're recommending those specific ingredients. Uh, and then in your first month, you get to try them, you rate them, you tell us what you like, what you don't like. You can easily book a call with me or Adam and we optimize your formulas every month to make sure that you're still uh, getting the best ingredients. I mean, your data alone is so impressive that you can do that. So I have to say kudos to you guys for figuring that out. That's amazing. I would love to just take a step back for a second for our listeners. Like, you know, some people are really new to biohacking, new to nootropics. Can you just simplify like maybe in like one sentence, like what exactly nootropics are? What are smart drugs? Is there a crossover between the two? So nootropics are any type of nutrient or supplement that makes your brain work better. Easy enough. (laughs) In this, call it an umbrella term, and underneath this umbrella um, is everything, some people will consider a B vitamin or MCT oil or an exogenous ketone as a nootropic. Caffeine is a nootropic. Nicotine is a nootropic. The nootropics that we sell, which um, there's a lot of them, but the the key components are what you call racetams or peptides, considered nootropics, all the way up to maybe anti-ADHD medications or or some of those stimulants people consider nootropics. Psychedelics, plant medicine, psilocybin, LSD, also considered nootropics. Yeah. Okay. Most people have probably tried a nootropic before, whether it's caffeine okay. or nic- or nicotine um, or some of these vitamin B vitamins. Sure. Right, and do sense. you consider nootropics supplements or a food? I mean, we consider them a supplement. They're not essential to living like food is. Um, but a lot of these substances are produced in the, the body, correct? And we're just enhancing the production of? Can you sort of explain yeah, the difference in what we're supplementing with versus what we naturally make? Yeah, so some of the, some, some nootropics are things that can be found in food. Some nootropics are not. Basically, there's different ways. The, there's a bunch of neurotransmitter systems in the brain, you know, so you have dopamine, norepinephrine, all of these different neurotransmitters, and there's some nootropics that can have a direct impact on the neurotransmitters, and some of them that can support the production of neurotransmitters, uh, and that can impact the amount of neurotransmitters that are released into the synapse. Yeah, so under the umbrella term of, you know, nootropics make your brain work better, there's different ways that that happens. So some people can consider Adderall and Ritalin as a nootropic. To me, uh, some of the stronger stimulants like that, while they do enhance cognition uh, in the short term, basically raising levels of dopamine and norepinephrine in the synapse. And then afterwards, you'll get almost like a crash because the, the levels plummet. So it's not, enhance, it's not adding anything to your life. It's almost like borrowing energy from the future. So like right now you get more dopamine and norepinephrine, but then you're going to pay for it in the future when it wears off and, and your synapse readjusts. Um, right, it's not a Band-Aid. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know what? There's, there's some times where that's great. You know, if you're cramming for a test the next day, if you're sleep deprived and you're willing to pay back that deficit, it's like, I need this now. There's tons of great use cases for it. Uh, where people get into trouble, and I'm not talking about 
uh, somebody who's prescribed the medication for an illness, I'm talking about people who are taking it to kind of like perform better. If you take it daily, then you're never really paying back the debt. Um, so you're just borrowing energy from the future and it compounds that when you do crash, you crash really hard and it takes your body some time to readjust. We're, talk we're talking about Adderall, Vivan, Spritalin. Yeah. 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 Like so the synthetic smart drugs. Yeah. And then you have other ingredients like the nootropics that we sell where they actually add to your life. So it not only enhances things on the short term level, but it also provides, you know, it promotes neurogenesis, neuroplasticity, and in some cases, it, uh, neuroprotection. Um, so basically, you have immediate benefits of being able to focus, increasing uh, energy levels, and then you have long term benefits of a healthy brain. So that brings up the question, you know, how quickly do people typically feel the difference? Like some people, it is a couple of days, weeks, months. It completely depends on the ingredients. Okay. So most of our formulas, you should feel uh, the same day. A lot of them have short-term and long-term benefits. So we make the stack so that you take it and you're going to feel something. And if you continue taking it, it's going to just get better. It really depends. Yeah. Like we, we have a lot of different ingredients and customization. So there's some that you won't feel anything until you take it for more than a week. Uh, and there's some within half an hour, it just clicks. That's pretty cool. And for someone that's taking it for the first time, what would you tell them to expect to feel? It depends on the formula. So like I said, people come with, to us with different goals and they get different ingredients. For example, Today, uh, I took my energy formula and I just adopted a puppy. She is kind of crazy and wakes us up in the middle of the night. We're still kind of getting used to it. And uh, she's very recently potty trained, still having some accidents. Uh, so I wasn't able to sleep very well last night. And to fight the cognitive deficit that comes from sleep deprivation, you know, just like being in a bad mood, not being able to focus and function. I chose to take my energy formula this morning. It's not like, you know, before I did nootropics, I used to drink coffee, a lot, a lot of coffee. And I would just, you know, come in first thing in the morning, have a cup of coffee, another cup, another cup. Now I don't do that anymore. This is like, I intentionally took my energy formula. I feel a kick in within like 30 minutes and it just changes my entire attitude for the day. And that, that's kind of like one use case. You know, in, usually when I do a podcast, I will take my creativity formula. So creativity formula is like, it allows me to, it enhances verbal fluency. So I'm just kind of like quicker when I'm in conversations, I can remember things really quick. And it also has uh, aniracetam, which has an anti-anxiety component. So that's my, usually my go-to before a podcast, and I would take it an hour before so that it kicks in. I didn't take it today because I, took, I didn't sleep well. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I've tried two of your formulas. When I met Adam, I was taking the online test, and he was sort of asking me some questions at the same time. And I think the online test told me to take creativity. And then based on Adam's questions, he was like, try clarity, try creativity, like try both of them. And I loved that I sort of had the option to experiment with both instead of just like putting all my eggs in one basket and like hoping this one worked. So I tried both of them and I actually felt like really amazing on creativity. 
and I have taken it before a few different podcasts that I've recorded and it really helped me because I kind of calmed my monkey mind and I think it did help with the the verbal fluency which sometimes I have a lot of trouble with because I have a lot of thoughts and it's like (laughs) difficult to get them out at the right speed so I really love that like that one really resonated with me and clarity was not as powerful but I, I did feel good on it but I really liked having the option to experiment I think that's really really cool so our audience can go online very easily and take your quiz, right? Yeah. Can you explain yeah. like what kind of questions are going into that formula to decide? Is it just based on activities that you are engaging in or does it have to do with like physiological and, and personality? Yeah, so I, I can go into that. First, I just want to touch on like you brought up such a good point of having the option to choose between different things. There's most of our competitors have one pill and they say just take this every day and you're going to get you know, more energy, more focus, uh, not even without the personalization aspect, but just that every day taking one pill is going to give you all these benefits. is kind of like absurd. Some days I'm running around and I have meetings and I have like uh, the processes that I'm going through, the tasks that I have require a very different cognitive function uh, and skill set than other days so like today I'm doing podcasts I'm responding to customers I have a bunch of coaching calls stuff like that so uh, and some days I don't sleep well so it's just having the option that based off of how I feel today the tasks in front of me today I can choose what I want to optimize the most that choice makes such a huge difference and then when you so to, to answer your question about the personalization we we tested a lot of different questions to kind of like understand what's going to be uh, the greatest it's a data science problem so like how do we segment these people into different clusters and figure out which ingredients work for them there are there's a lot of different things that go into that one is just you know how healthy are they how much do they exercise how do they respond to caffeine Uh, how much are they sleeping sleep is a huge confounding factor and then what their goals and their pain points are so like for me specifically I couldn't focus. It was something where I would just sit down. I, I would do like a hundred different tasks. I have it, sometimes when you look at my computer, when I'm unfocused, you'll see like a hundred different tabs open. You'll see like all these different things that I start and stop. Uh, and that's a very particular problem where some people they can focus, but they can't retain information uh, or they want to improve their energy levels above everything else. So we really get into like, what is the problem? Some people like memory is a huge thing for them. And a lot of the questions are just getting to the root of the problem. Uh, And then after that, we give you recommendations for people that had a similar problem and similar demographics and lifestyle to you. I took my my quiz yesterday. Oh, Uh, cool. Yeah. So I'm really excited to try everything. I think it was saying clarity for me. And then is there one called memory? uh, No, for memory, clarity logic and creativity oh lo- okay logic yeah yeah because i definitely want to work on my memory <laughs> always i know lauren does too so <laughs> oh, always um yeah i just want to upgrade all around but um yeah. because you've mentioned sleep a few times i just want to clarify because we talk about sleep so much on the podcast this is not replacing a sleep deficit right like how would you address that issue of having a sleep deficiency and then taking a supplement and and how yeah, this- I mean, so there's no pill that can uh, fix sleep deprivation and sleep deprivation is horrible for your brain you know w- when i was a chef on a cruise ship i worked seven days a week six months straight i didn't have a day off 
and I was doing at least a hundred hours a week. It's a brutal schedule. You're up at like 4.30 in the morning some days for inspection and some nights I'm working past midnight. So I know what sleep deprivation is like, like chronic sleep deprivation and it's horrible and there is no pill that can fix it. However, this is where kind of like flexibility comes into it. So normally, I, I didn't sleep well last night. I have a puppy. Some people, they have kids. Some people, they have stress. There's a lot of different reasons why people aren't able to sleep well. Renee has crazy cats that keep her awake. <laughs> yes. Oh. And, yeah. And so my options are like, I could go back to sleep and take a nap right now, which I would love to do, but I can't really do that because I have things scheduled and I have a busy day. So the thing that I found, one, cold, cold showers, cold baths help a lot for energy, sleep deprivation. That's a really great thing to do first thing in the morning to kind of like shock my system awake. Um, and then there are nootropics that will help me get through today that aren't meant to be taken like every day. So it's not like it's okay for me to not sleep every day and take this every day, but it is okay for me to, when I'm in this situation, make the best out of it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think you're really kind of emphasizing what we always talk about with biohacking. It's like, do your best to get the basics, right? Sleep, stress management, diet, exercise. But you know, if it's cloudy outside, okay, go use your vitamin D light. Okay, your kids kept you up. Use a nootropic for energy. Like, you know, the biohacking component where you're not relying on it 24-7, but why not use it if it's available? Yeah, it's amazing to have that option. I mean, before my productivity would be ruined. Now there's very little impact that last night will have on my day. Really yeah. cool. So on the show, we always like to ask what the product or company is for. It sounds like anyone can use a nootropic for brain health. Is there anyone that should not be using this? So the only major interactions, obviously, if you're taking medication, that's, that's something that you need to talk to your doctor about. People with severe epilepsy or who have had strokes in the past uh, are usually on medication that would stop them from taking our products. Uh, but for the most part, because of how our, our product is personalized, you know, a 70-year-old granddad that comes to our website is going to get a different product than a 20-year-old student because they have different needs uh, and we're very flexible. And we have, I mean, we have customers from, you know, 18 years old all the way up to, I talked to somebody this week, she was 83. And they have, you know, different dosages, different ingredients, different, completely different formulas. And that's something that we can do because of the personalization and customization aspect. And you can do um, caffeine-free for any of the products or? Yeah, we have, uh, all of our formulas are available with or without caffeine, you can choose. Okay. Uh, one of them, we strongly suggest uh, having caffeine. That's the motivation formula. Uh, and it's just because there's such a synergy with all of the other ingredients. Uh, but mm -hmm. all of the other ones you can get with or without caffeine. Gotcha. I was going to ask that because I think I selected the non-caffeinated just because I like to consciously consume my caffeine. Like I would have a problem with not drinking my coffee as well, but I, I know I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> so, okay. Actually, the answer is my question. So the motivational one has a synergistic effect and the other ones are just as powerful with or without. Yeah. So at the beginning of the company, we didn't have caffeine. So before we approve an ingredient, 
we have a rigorous process that we go through. And so, you know, there's a legal aspect. Is this legal? There's an ethical aspect. And one of the things that we ask is, is this addictive? And caffeine, unfortunately, is addictive. So it didn't pass our ingredient framework and we just didn't have it in our products for the first year. Um, and then we had people that came to us and they're like, hey, I love nootropics. Like you want to consciously have your caffeine. Some people came to us and said, I would love it if you could put caffeine in mine, like a cup of coffee, because now I don't drink coffee anymore. And there's people that they prefer it that way. Mm -hmm. So we had enough people request caffeine that we, we made an exception for it. Because everybody, everybody who gets caffeine has already tried it before. They understand what it is. They know that it's addictive. But caffeine is also uh, the most dangerous product we sell because you can take too much of it um, and it does have uh, a crash. But besides hmm. that, like all of the other products, and you, you can get everything with or without caffeine. It's your choice. That's amazing. I think we all know there's another really popular supplement on the market. I'm not going to say the name of it, but it has caffeine in it and it does not work for me because it's such a large amount of caffeine that it was very upsetting to my system. So like I can't unlock the benefits of anything else that's in that supplement because it was just so stimulating to me. So mm -hmm. I love that you guys have the option. To me, caffeine is the perfect example of why you need personalization. So I can drink a double espresso and go to sleep. Sometimes I'll have it after dinner. Wow. I like the taste. Uh, the caffeine alkaloid, the way that my brain chemistry interacts with it, it doesn't have much of an impact on me. There's some people, you know, I know somebody, she drinks like two sips of coffee and she's shaking. She's completely unproductive. It's a horrible experience for her. It's because of our genetics. It's because of our brain chemistry, how we interact with caffeine. All these other nootropics are exactly the same way. So really the way to, to get to the right formula is our system, which kind of narrows it down and helps you, but there's no way you'll know how you're going to respond to caffeine until you try it. And we make it really easy to try a bunch of different ingredients to tell us how it makes you feel and to have somebody guide you to get you to the right dosage, the right mix, the right stack uh, really quickly. Very cool. I'm very jealous that you can have coffee and go to sleep. My mom can do that. That is such a skill. I'm a slow metabolizer of caffeine. If I have it after like 2 p.m., I'm ruined. <laughs> I, had a, I had a five yeah. o'clock coffee meeting last night and I couldn't sleep last night. Oh no. I think that's like the worst form of torture when you have caffeine in your system and you can't sleep. Boy. Worst. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm curious to hear what your opinion is on you know, the Hollywood take on smart drugs. So like the famous Limitless and Lucy, like a lot of those movies have kind of, I think, brought this to, you know, the public awareness. But I don't know, what would you say about those and the extreme so, that happens? When I saw Limitless in 2011, that's probably what got me excited about trying nootropics. Oh, cool. Uh, so I, think I mean, it, yeah, his brain turns on. You're like, I want that. Who doesn't want to be Bradley Cooper and Limitless? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or even like, all right. So here's how these, in my eyes, here's the good and the bad of these movies. On the great side, these movies articulate and, and give you a very clean and palpable understanding of how powerful your brain can be. I think that most of us go through this life not realizing like, how, how, like I said before, how well your brain can work, like how productive you can be, how creative you can be, um, how articulate you can be. 
and or how quickly you can problem solve or do math or connect dots. And we live in this perpetual state of brain fog and lack of attention, and it's only getting worse. And so I love Limitless and Lucy for the fact that they have so eloquently painted this picture and given us this idea of what our brains can do, and it's true. What they do incorrectly is there is no nootropic that's that good or that bad. You know, there, there are no nootropics that are going to make you, that are going to take you from a failed writer to a senator in a couple weeks. And there's also, that's the storyline in Limitless, if anyone who's listening hasn't watched it. And if you haven't watched it, please do. It's so Please watch it. Right. <laughs> please watch it. Yeah. And then on the downside, no nootropic is going to make you that sick, right? There are certain nootropics. Listen, there's thousands of different ingredients. Some of them have side effects. Some of them are addictive. Some of them, um, you know, give you nausea or headaches. And that was probably part of the onus on the data is we wanted to figure out what works the best, what has the highest efficacy with the least amount of side effects for the individual. So summing up the Hollywood thing, I think it's good and bad. Um, I encourage everyone to watch Limitless and understand that nothing's that good and nothing's that bad. I mean, answer. Right. Yeah. for me, what I see, the biggest misconception I see, and I think it comes from Hollywood, is that nootropics are gonna make you smarter. And to actually, there's very few things that will make you smarter. Uh, and it's, for the most part, it's, it's not gonna be a huge impact either way. But most people, the good news is, most people, the limitations that they're experiencing aren't based off of their intelligence. Most people, it's, you know, I need to focus. That's a problem we can solve. I need to be more motivated. In order to, like, the thing that's holding people back from their goals is, are, are things like that. And nootropics can improve that. Um, and I think that that's a huge misconception people have. Yeah, that's and a good point. You still have to put the work in, right? Like, you're not, this book isn't just going to magically be in my brain. I still have to read it, but it's going to make me comprehend it faster, maybe read it faster. It's still about the work. Yeah, it's still about the work. This just makes the work easier. I look at nootropics, you know, it gives me the, on most things, I, and I think this is where people, I know you, you just talked about like the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex and there's, you know, habit formation and there's all this stuff. For the most part, people are always like right on this fine line. So to give you an example, I work a lot. I want to go to the gym, but I kept missing the gym. So I came up with a plan to kind of like get me back into shape. To, work, to go around my schedule, I was going to take a, a workout class before work, three days a week. So that I know there's no meeting, there's nothing that's going to go above it. It's going to be at like six in the morning. Now, the challenge to me is getting my ass out of bed at 6 a.m. in New York when it's snowing to go to the gym, especially if I didn't sleep well, is hard. So I had like some habits that I did, like putting my gym clothes out from the night before. And I had a special nootropics pack that I made and I put it on my nightstand. And as soon as I woke up at 5 a.m., I'd open my eyes, I would take that. And I knew that if I made it to the gym, I would have a good workout and I couldn't just hit snooze. So that was like an easy thing. It, it was Every morning I was like at the 50-50 line. It was such a struggle. Some mornings I would get up, some mornings I wouldn't before nootropics. And then having that nootropics uh, 
every, I, I didn't miss a day at the gym for three months. It was the first time that I was able to do that. And then the real benefits came like from working out. I got stronger, I got more muscle, my body fat percentage changed. Um, and I developed a routine and a habit that after three months, I didn't have, I didn't need the nootropics anymore. It's just a habit. And I started using nootropics for a different goal. That's hmm. unbelievable. I love that. I was going to ask you to tell that story if you didn't, but that's really cool, especially because we're in January and people are working on the resolutions, but there's so many mental limitations when we talk about that stuff and overriding the amygdala is such a, a, a huge piece of that that people don't know how to do. So if you're not into the nootropics at this point, hopefully that will be another kick in the butt to, to try them. It's really cool. Yeah. He also put his money where his mouth is and he signed up for like the most expensive gym in New York. So, well, if you're going to get there, might as well be also, a nice experience. This, I think there's also like a monetary that I've been studying a lot yeah. about habit forming and um, yeah. And, and I think that there's also this idea of like this fear of loss. Um, and when it comes to the gym, they're, you know, signing up for classes that, you know, if you miss them, they're, you're not going to get your money back or you're going to, they're going to charge you extra. You know, that's like, it's something yeah. about class pass as annoying as they are. You know, if you miss a yeah. class, they charge you extra. Um, right. Losing $40 right. a class versus like $5 a day at Planet Fitness. It's a little different. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which is why I think only 5% of the Planet Fitness members actually go. So yeah. I mean, have, have you guys ever worked out at a Planet Fitness? It's like the <laughs> least motivating place. I think I did for one week and I hated it. Uh, they have free pizza though. Oh man. Okay. So <laughs> that does not do it for me. <laughs> I had a Planet Fitness membership because it was right next to an office. So I would supplement and be like, oh, I'll go at lunch. I would, I never went. It was so unmotivating. Um, and yeah, their entire model is to not get you, to get you to not go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, really I, interesting. I mean, it must work for someone. They're still open. Yeah, I, I mean, they're problem. making a ton of money, so. They are. It's a business model for sure. Yeah. I'm a huge proponent of like community-based things. Um, right. You're a CrossFit guy. That makes a lot yeah, of sense. So, um, and, it, and the reason I think that I like the CrossFit stuff is it mimics like football practice and baseball practice when I was a kid and that community, that ingrown kind of competitiveness and encouragement. And so I, I love the fact that this, the class model has, has grown and and I don't think, you know, as fitness has become a big thing, like people, we're seeking out community, we're seeking out other people to work out with and keep us accountable. So yeah, I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah, it's great Yeah, model. me too. I love Orange Theory. That's my go-to. Well, you idea. were a CrossFit girl for a long time. I was, I was, because I loved the people there. That was a yeah. huge part of it. And then a lot of people left, so I left. <laughs> yeah, I tried to switch yeah. CrossFit boxes and I couldn't, I ended up going back just cause I missed everyone who was in my class. Even though the new yeah. one was cleaner and maybe the programming was more challenging. At the end of the day, it was, it was those that we, you know, I knew that I saw every day that encouraged me that I competed with that were, that I felt accountable to show up. And I knew I couldn't dog it cause they were mm -hmm. like leaning on me to motivate them. And I was leaning on them to motivate me. Yeah, that's awesome. Dan, now I'm curious, which gym do you belong to? That was when I was going to Solace, which is in Midtown. Uh, yeah. I, it wasn't CrossFit, but it was like community weightlifting. 
Right. Yeah, I'm taking morning. some classes there. It's a cool space. Yeah, it's amazing. And just having that structure and that community, like Adam said, also like I, there's very few things that can really have a high impact on like habit formation and being successful at adopting uh, new habits. One is environment. Uh, there's different cognitive biases like fear of losing money and things like that uh, that you can leverage uh, to, to do that. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So before we close out, we always like to ask our guests if you could give us one piece of advice that the audience could take away today. And I'm going to ask each of you. That will be the, the benefit of having two of you on today. So whoever wants to go first, what's one thing people can start doing today to upgrade? I think the easiest thing I'm going to is after you take your shower in the morning, the last 30 seconds, turn it to cold and see how it goes. Yeah. Love that one. Um, if you're oh. afraid, if you're afraid of it and it seems daunting, which it does and painful, which it does, I'm going to give you the hack. So, Oh, all right. I'm ready. The reason that cold showers are so painful is because your brain perceives that your body is under attack. So all you need to do to reassure your brain that your body is not getting attacked by the stimulus is literally very light skin massage. So here's what I did. Take your normal shower, warm shower, soap, shampoo, the whole nine. Step out of the flow, turn the water, turn off the hot, keep the cold on. You're then gonna go limb by limb, like left arm first, I have to remember no one's watching this on, on video. Um, <laughs> left arm first, and then with your opposite arm, you're simply going to rub the top of the skin that's in the arm, that's in the water flow. Now what's this doing is it's telling your brain that this skin is safe and not under attack, and the pain will vastly reduce. You then do the other arm, and as you put your right arm in the, water, the cold water flow, you just lightly rub the top. And again, this is sending signals to your brain that it's not under attack. You then do the same for your legs, your midsection, your groin or privates, and then you turn around again, and then the back of your right leg, and you're massaging, you're rubbing the back of your leg, the, the left leg, the butt, the back, the upper back, the neck. By the time this is done, it's already 30 to 45 seconds and you're, the, the cold shower is over. Do that for a couple weeks. And then only after a couple of weeks of doing that, you can start doing your head. But yeah, don't do your head right away. You might get sick, especially in the middle. That's an amazing hack. I thought you were going to tell me to do Wim Hof breathing, <laughs> which I, that's what everyone tells me. They're like, you just aren't breathing right. But I love the hack that you just shared. Yeah, I, I mean, try it. Wim, Wim is great too. Yeah. That's yeah. like 10 minutes before your shower. Unless you want to like sit in, you want to do like 80 breaths standing up in your shower. Like that's... So this is a lot faster, but yeah, yeah, I also, I also do Wim Hof every morning. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I like that. It's right. a little more accessible and quick. I mean, it's so weird. Like I, I love cold baths. I can't take a cold shower. I hate it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, but like, I, I still, to this day, like I, I can sit in an ice bath for five minutes and um, I hate cold showers. I don't know. It feels very different to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. listen, we, we also, I think that the thing with the shower is it's something we grew up being like this beautiful comfort, this warm water, this like escape. Yeah. yeah. 
and then, and now all of a sudden it's like attacking you. Yeah, we're being told <laughs> to like provide a stressful event. It's like what the. Fuck? <laughs> all right. So then, yeah. what's yours, Dan? So one of the books I'm reading right now, I'm about halfway through, is Tiny Habits from VK Fogg. I have that uh, sitting on my nightstand right now. Really? I haven't opened it yet, but I need to. Yeah, so BJ Fogg's amazing. He's great. Yeah, I've read a lot of his work. He's a professor at Stanford. I've, I've met him a couple of times and talked to him. I'm a huge fan of his like behavioral change theory around habits. Um, and his whole thing is like, you know, go for something that's small, easily winnable, integrated into your routine, uh, and then slowly build off of that. And I'm trying it out with a couple of different things. Uh, me and my girlfriend, actually, we have, we made a list. We didn't do like New Year's resolutions, but we just did habits that we want to nurture and we kind of spread it out. So we do something where we'll try a new habit. We start off very small and then keep nurturing it until it, it gets big and, and transformational. That's great. I love that. Yeah, I know BJ Fogg is big on like, like you said, setting like almost a smaller goal just so you can accomplish accomplish it to feel better about yourself and more motivated. I think yeah. that's so you know essential for people. They're like setting these massive goals and then they miss them and then they give up. Yeah, that's yeah. a great, great hack. And it's like starting so small. He has the classic example of flossing one tooth, you know, like do something that takes two seconds and do it consistently. And then before you know it, you'll keep doing it. Yeah. Powerful. That's great. Thank you for sharing this. I love that we sort of loop back to habit forming and, and some resolutions because it's perfect for January, but your information on nootropics and, and your company is really, really awesome. So we're going to share that with our audience. And if people want to find you, we can go to your website, findmyformula.com. You also have an Instagram page, same find my formula also on Facebook. Yes. Yep. And then you each have emails. If anyone has questions, he's Daniel at findmyformula.com and I'm Adam at findmyformula.com. Perfect. Great. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that with everyone. Our pleasure. Yeah. I can't wait to get mine, my new tropics. Yes. Woo Same. We're excited. Thank you guys so, so much. Great. Well, thanks yeah, for thank joining you. us, everyone. And we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Love this episode of the Biohacker Babes podcast? head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then, happy biohacking.